Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about some beetles. So we're doing something a little different today. I couldn't decide on a topic, really. So we're learning about two beetles that I was considering for today. In trying to figure out what the topic would be, I found there wasn't a lot of info on one of the beetles. So it really just made sense to put them like with another topic, like they couldn't be on their own. So for the first part of this episode, we'll learn about that one. And then for the second half, we'll switch to the other. It shouldn't be confusing. I've written it just like any other episode, but just like twice. Okay, now that that's taken care of. I have no real Kaylee bug update this week. My orb weaver is still nameless and doing great. I don't have any pests on the roses or the trees. So like, in bug land, life is great. We're doing great. Okay. So we're getting started today with the handsome fungus beetle. Yeah. Handsome fungus beetle. The name is the whole reason I wanted to cover this one. Uh, the whole family is called Endomachidae, Endomachidae, I think, with like 1,300 species found all over the world. Physically, they all look quite different, but they do all eat fungi. There are eight subfamilies and 70 genera, meaning they're quite like a big, diverse group. And then there's also five genera that have been found in fossils, but are no longer living. So they're also like an old group of beetles. I mean, they eat fungi, so really they could live anywhere, anytime. Um, and I feel like the adaptations there are kind of endless. I couldn't find anything explaining why they got the handsome part of their name. I'm going to assume it has to do with their patterns, their coloring, the overall look of them. But that's just an assumption. I have no evidence that that's what happened. They were first correctly identified in the early 1800s after being incorrectly identified in the 1700s. And that's it. That's all I could find. I thought it was odd because they're so widely found, but this is something that I find every so often here. I think a bug would be like a great topic. And then when I get into the research part, it just sort of falls apart. There are just some bugs that aren't well documented. And there are several reasons for that, but I'm a little stumped on this one. You would think a bug that's been around for so long and is everywhere that you could just find all the info on them, but no, not really. And I think it might have to do with the way they live, they eat fungi. So they're probably found most often like in forests and places that like people aren't. So it's harder to get information on them because they're just like not living with us. But I don't know. I don't know that that's the fact or that, 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 that that's a fact or not. Uh, anyway, will it pet? I'm not sure because I couldn't find much. I did see that in the United States, they're not listed as invasive. So I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem to keep them in your yard if you have like a lot of fungi or proper conditions. I don't know. That's just sort of where we're ending this one. See, wouldn't that be a terrible episode on its own? So the next one is the carrot beetle. Again, another fun name. And again, that's the reason I chose this one. Uh, pausing here. I had a hamster named Carrot when I was little. 
and uh, she she was an adventurous little hamster. One night she got out, and my sister found her in the kitchen, grabbed her and squeezed her probably a little too hard, and then put her back in her cage, and and then soon thereafter Carrot escaped for real. No one ever found her. Um, we moved not long after that, maybe a few months, and we thought maybe we'd find Carrot's carcass while we were packing up, and we never did, so I think maybe she got, like, out, out, and we lived in the middle of nowhere, so I'm sure she got eaten by something, but, uh, yeah, that was Carrot the hamster, not Carrot the beetle. Um, (laughs) anyway, that was a random story, but it's always what I think of when things are named Carrot. Okay, (laughs) so there was more on this one, so it was almost, like, the sole topic this week, but I really couldn't pass up the handsome beetle. And when else would I have a chance to shove that in somewhere? Nowhere. So here we are. All right, let's dive into the carrot beetle. So carrot beetles look and act a lot like June bugs on the surface. In fact, they're pretty closely related. They're like half an inch to an inch long. They're reddish, brownish as adults, but some are like darker, like almost black. And then also like June bugs, the adults are most active and fly at night and they're attracted to lights. Now, here's the difference. The June bugs really don't do any damage to like you or your plants. We did a June bug episode a while ago. Um, but carrot beetles are like actually agricultural pests. So they feed both above and below ground, preferring things like sunflowers, irises, carrots, potatoes, lilies, and dahlias. They cause yellowing fo- foliage. I almost said that wrong stunted growth, plant collapsing, and eventually death. As you can imagine, if you are a farmer growing a lot of root vegetables, you know, beets, carrots, potatoes, um, and you get an infestation of these, it's gonna be a bad time. Bugs that live underground are usually harder to catch in time. Um, When we did the Japanese uh, beetle a couple weeks ago, you know, the adults are pretty easy to find, but If there's larva underground, I'm really not going to know it until the adults emerge and then the damage is pretty much done because then I have a whole life cycle going on in my area. And the same would happen here. So as larvae, they eat roots and decaying vegetation in the soil. The larvae are like white C-shaped, resembling common grubs, but they're not. Adults overwinter in the soil, emerging during the first warm nights in late April to May and then they continue flying around until late June. Mating occurs underground during May and June. Eggs are deposited in the soil from late May to July, and they hatch in about 10 to 14 days. Larvae are present from July until early autumn, and then the pupae are present from late July until early autumn, and then, of course, the adults over winter. So, if you put yourself in the mind of a farmer for a second, You go out and you think you have June bugs. And it's like, oh, they're annoying, but whatever. Turns out, nope, they're eating your plants. But at that point, you know, let's say you see them in June. At that point, they've already mated and they've already laid eggs. You're not gonna be able to find the eggs until they hatch. So from June until autumn, you're kind of checking around for larvae. You don't really see anything because they're pretty deep underground. get your harvest 
of, you know, your potatoes, your carrots, that sort of thing. The next year, you lay your seeds early in the season, and then they never come up. And it's like, man, my whole life depends on these crops. Where are they? Turns out, you you had carrot beetles. And that would be terrible. Um, they can also, just moving on from that little story, they can also be found on golf courses. I have a weird opinion of golf courses and golf as like a whole, but we aren't going to get into it. I'm just going to move right past that and say <laughs> the carrot beetles can also eat grasses. So in some areas, they're attracted to golf courses as a food source. And oh my gosh, it's the end of the world because they dig little holes and then they eat the grass and then the grass dies and then there's these little holes and then the golfers are mad. Anyway, not as big of a deal as like a farmer losing its whole livelihood and then us people not having something to eat. Uh, but you know, it's affecting golfers as well. I didn't find anything that said using pesticides is like an effective way to control them. So as far as control, every source that I found said that you should just remove the adults when you see them and avoid lights over your garden at night so that they aren't like attracted to your area. If you have an infestation, I'm sure there's something you could do with the dirt to kind of deal with that. But then, you know, you risk affecting the insects that live in the dirt that help your soil. Um, things like pill bugs that remove like heavy metals and stuff. So, you know, there's really no good way to deal with them other than like removing the adults and then keeping an eye and trying to, to catch them when you can so that the life cycle isn't continuing. I did, right before recording this, I went outside to release a spider that was in my kitchen and I saw some dead June bugs on my front porch. And my first thought was, maybe they're carrot beetles. I am growing carrots in my little garden and they're not doing great. I think it's cause I, I'm a very overzealous gardener and I put way too many seeds in an area, so I think I overcrowded my carrots, um, and that's why they're not doing great. But I am now on the lookout to figure out if maybe I don't have June bugs that have carrot beetles instead. There are some slight physical differences, like the carrot beetles' lines on their backs are a little bit more um, obvious than in June bugs. But other than that, it's just like behavioral lies. Like if you see them on your sunflowers, it's it's probably carrot beetles and not June bugs, but that's not always the case. So it's tricky. That's a tricky one. Um, finally, will it pet? No, not really. They wouldn't make good pets. And I think they'd be hard to keep in a terrarium and then they're not useful like in your yard. So they're also not like fun outdoor friends. So just probably not. Alrighty. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me for this different than usual episode this week. And thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. Remember when I used to do an outro that was like, Kaylee did everything. I wonder why I stopped that.